1: Welcome to the Learning Unlocked podcast, presented by Open Sesame. Taking a deep dive into the global world of learning and development with practical tips and tricks, along with insights from leading brands and the people that make them work. This is Learning Unlocked. Now, here's your host, Brian Berger. My guest is Stephanie Wagner. She is a trainer and program specialist with Healthy Minds Innovations. You can find them online at hminnovations.org. Stephanie, thanks for joining me on the Learning Unlock podcast. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you.
1: Let's talk about your background a little bit. So you are a board-certified health and wellness coach. How did you get into this?
0: Oh, my gosh. It's a long story. And uh, like many people who come to the well-being space, I have my own sort of personal health story. Uh, I lost 80 pounds and I did it through working partially with a health coach. I didn't even know health coaching was a thing back then and got so interested and inspired in that process that I ended up getting my master's degree in integrative health and well-being coaching from the University of Minnesota.
1: Wow, that's an amazing story. So 80 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. Thank
0: you. Yeah. And I kept it off, which is, you know, one of the harder things to do.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Uh, tell us about Healthy Minds Innovations. Like what are you doing there?
0: Yeah. So Healthy Minds Innovations is a nonprofit that has a well-being program. And so basically, we are affiliated with a research institution at the University of Wisconsin Madison called the Center for Healthy Minds. And so, basically, what we do at Healthy Minds Innovations is we take the scientific insights that are coming out of the Center for Healthy Minds and we translate them into tools to help people both cultivate as well as measure well being. So, we're basically like a step by step training program to help train the mind in qualities associated with uh, resilience and flourishing. So helping us to bounce back, you know, more quickly from difficulties in our lives, but also really helping us to understand how we can be at the top of our game, even when things are going well. So we've got an at-work program, we've got a course offering on Open Sesame, we have a meditation app. So lots of different offerings, but really all associated with cultivating a healthy mind.
1: There used to be a stigma around mental health. Has that changed?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, even prior to the pandemic, I think that the, the, the struggle that people were having with things like anxiety and depression was really kind of emerging. And then the pandemic, uh, of course, just illuminated and exacerbated the, the struggles that people were having. So uh, certainly I think it's becoming um, much, uh, much more commonplace and accepted and open to really talk about issues related to mental health. And certainly in my own journey, I mean, one of the things that had brought me originally to the practice of meditation was just chronic anxiety, de- de- debilitating anxiety, And so, you know, many people are just looking for tools and strategies to help them deal with difficulties, difficult emotions like anxiety and depression. And meditation is one of those things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing about meditation more and more in the workplace, whether it's virtual or in person. Um, Is that helping people?
0: Yeah, I I I think so. I mean, we we have a program that we bring into um workplace environments where we introduce people to these these practices, these ways of training your mind and it is it's it's so supportive, you know, and more and more people are looking for Working for an organization that normalizes conversations about mental health and that really provides tools to support them in their, own, in their own mental health.
1: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Diversity, equity, and inclusion continues to be a top priority for businesses everywhere. Open Sesame has created a survey that will give you insight into where your organization stands on diversity. Aside from being educational, this survey is a powerful tool to help you understand areas of improvement and spark conversations about strategies for creating a more inclusive and equitable workplace. After you take the short survey, you'll get access to Open Sesame's DEI toolkit, an online hub where you can find additional resources. Visit opensesame.com today to start your survey. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here's Brian Berger. Other than meditation, what are some of the other tools that organizations that you're seeing doing this successfully that are they're providing for their employees?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that there are a variety of other mental health resources. Um, so, yeah, meditation, uh, well-being programs. I, I've i worked with other organizations where we do like group coaching, coaching. Um, I, I, there's a lot of human resources and well-being tools out there that learning and development departments are using, um, but of course, because I'm sort of steeped in the meditation space, that's sort of you know where where I stand.
1: So I know you know on your website it says we believe a healthy mind is the key to achieving well-being in all parts of yourself. So how do you kind of unlock that healthy mind so that it unlocks everything else in the in the workplace and just in your everyday life?
0: Yeah, you know, we have kind of a unique way in which we think about um, well-being and a healthy mind, which is rooted in four different areas. So these areas are awareness, which is our capacity to be present, uh, connection, which sort of speaks for itself, but it's the our ability to develop sort of healthy, connected interpersonal relationships. We look at another pillar of well being called insight, which are skills that help us to get curious, to get to know ourselves better. And then also uh, a different area of well being, which is purpose. And this is our ability to connect really deeply to our purpose and our values and use it as a source of motivation. So within each of these pillars of well being, there's a set of specific skills. There are three skills within each pillar. And these skills are emerging from a convergence of themes in different areas like the world of psychology, the world's uh, wisdom traditions, Greco-Roman philosophy, as well as Asian meditative traditions. And so we very much take like this step-by-step approach and training and skills like mindfulness in self-awareness and compassion and appreciation. So lots of different skills here that really help you to get to know yourself better. I mean, the mind has incredible capacity and power that's just like untapped. And so we harness this powerful capacity for our brain to change and, and grow. And we do this through sort of training intentionally in these different areas.
1: Do you find that employers and uh, leadership at companies, they're really starting to embrace this too? I mean, I've had people on this podcast that have said, you know, there's like mandatory self-care days or at least an hour or two during the day where you've got to take care of yourself, whether you're doing meditation or, you know, you're doing something that's not hardcore work to help your, your mental health and your overall health. Are you finding companies are are approaching this differently than maybe they did five years ago?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that more and more um, leaders leaders within organizations are sort of rising to the call to really want to support their, their teams and their employees. And they do this through You know, being being the voice of well being, like you said, you know, offering um, different things. Like you know, some organizations are offering unlimited PTO. They're offering different types of well being programs. They're you know organizing team activities to get out together. Now that you know we're sort of emerging, hopefully, into a post pandemic world. And so, yeah, I think that more and more. Um, leaders are advocating for this because they see how important it is for organizational well-being.
1: I mean, the other thing I'm seeing is is this is literally a recruiting tool now, right? Like, hey, if you come work for our organization, we're going to put mental health towards the top of the priority list. And it's become such a competitive landscape because of the great resignation or employees just being poached. And moving from one company to the other, if you can do things like this to retain your employees, it sets you apart.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I saw some statistic and I can't pull it off the top of my head right now, but the percentage of employees who um, want to stay with their organization uh, is higher when they feel like their well-being is, is being accounted for and taken care of by the organization.
1: You mentioned anxiety earlier, personally, and, you know, a lot of people deal with it. I have dealt with anxiety as well. What do you attribute in the workplace? What, what are kind of the leading causes of anxiety in the workplace?
0: Oh, wow. That's, that. It could be many, many things, you know? So I think on one level, we uh, as individuals, and I'll just maybe just speak for myself, can get really caught up in rumination And so rumination is sort of that negative thought loop where we can't stop thinking about something. We Mm. feel like, you know, our unending task list or we're falling behind on a project. And so our, our mind sort of spins out in these, like, what ifs, what's going to happen and the uncertainty, the uncertainty around it. And so when we're really hooked in that thought loop, anxiety can take over. So on one hand, it's sort of the, Um, Stories that our mind is creating that just isn't even real, you know, on some level. And then on the other level, there's like actual there's things that are happening in reality that are very challenging, like the great resignation, like having to deal with constant change And, you know, our minds don't do well navigating uncertainty. And so we get stressed out and anxious when things are very uncertain. And so, you know, of course, the past two and a half years have been just filled with uncertainty. And then there are other things organizationally like bosses and projects not going well. So, you know, I I would say part of it has to do with our own minds and the way that we sort of create a, a prison for ourselves in some respect. And then there's also just the reality of, of workplace, which can just be very stressful.
1: More of Learning Unlocked is coming up after this. Open Sesame helps companies develop the world's most productive and admired workforces. How? By having the most comprehensive catalog of e-learning courses from the world's top publishers, publishers like TED and Harvard. And having courses that cover learning topics like diversity, equity, and inclusion, leadership development, safety and compliance, and wellness. Try a course for free today by visiting opensesame.com backslash course of the week. Back to Learning Unlocked. Here is Brian Berger. Emotional connection with coworkers is more difficult than it's ever been because we used to work in person. Now we're working more hybrid or remote. How are people connecting emotionally and not feeling so removed from someone who they just see on Zoom?
0: Yeah, I mean, I hear a lot about organizations that are are just planning things intentionally, you know, from, ranging from, you know, Zoom happy hours to... <laughs> you know to to actually starting meetings a little bit in advance and giving teams an opportunity to have sort of that water cooler talk for lack of a better word that we're just missing because we're working you know by ourselves in many situations but it does take some intention to create those moments and the space for connection because what ends up happening, and you're probably aware of this in your own experience, it's like you log into a meeting and it's just immediately you go to the task at hand. You really miss some of that um, relational piece of like catching up. And so, you know, our team at Healthy Minds has been very thoughtful about not only doing the thing which I just mentioned, which is to log into a meeting early and allow us. To catch up, but even just sharing at the very beginning of the meeting a little moment of appreciation about something that might be going on in our lives, or just doing a few minutes of catching up on more of a personal level, because that's it's just such an important part of our social well being. And when we miss that, it really leaves us feeling isolated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the importance of I don't know, connecting as humans in the last couple of years has really been more emphasized than it was in the past. And I love your ideas there of of logging on a little bit early, exchanging some pleasantries, starting off the meeting with, uh, you know, some personal things. But what do you do? You know, there's a lot of people who don't like turning their camera on during a Zoom meeting. They don't want their background shown or they don't want to be seen. You know, they're more of an introvert. And they don't really Man. want to share anything personal. They'd rather just get to the task at hand and and move on. How do you uh, navigate with those people?
0: You just sort of you know meet people where they're at. We you know I don't see organizations making anything mandatory you know in terms of cameras on and that kind of thing. But I think it just has a little bit to do with uh, culture, you know, and company culture and organizational size. And that kind of thing, but I think you know you also want to create a safe space for people. And if people aren't feeling safe or feel you know less inclined to interact, then just respecting that that might be where they're at.
1: So where do you see this all going? Again, um, you know, going back to earlier in our conversation, ten years ago you mentioned mental health and it was seen as a stigma or a sign of weakness. Now it's being embraced by companies and you know, we've talked about many of the ways during this conversation, but looking forward, looking ahead, how do you see this all evolving?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I think that, you, I think what we will see is more and more well-being programs around the topic of mental health being, uh, you know, put forth and offered into work environments. I think that, um, you know, we'll see you know, more tending to, towards well being and opportunities and really broadening like what well being even means. I think for many years, you know, we just thought that well being was physical health. You know, you have a wellness center and you allow people to go exercise for 30 minutes. But now we're really just broadening the conversation around like, what does well being even mean? And just broadening beyond physical health. So I think we'll see more well-being programs. I think we'll i we'll see more organizations, you know, listening to the the call for well-being from their employees. And, yeah, I, I think it'll be really interesting to see. I think it's still I think it's still early days. you know, we're still emerging out of the pandemic. yeah. And you know, really just figuring out what it means to have healthy hybrid work. How can we? you know find ways to connect while we're still working at home and i think just you know finding those social connection moments so yeah i think it's still i think it's still early days and i'll be very interested to see how things evolve
1: if i'm an employee at a company and i'm listening to this or a leader at a company and i'm listening to this what are the best ways to incorporate mental health and well-being practices into your organization
0: I think first and foremost, you know, offering uh, resources where there is choice. So, for example, in the Healthy Minds program, we have a wide variety of different ways that we think about mental well-being. And so, you know, giving people the choice in terms of what area of well-being they might be interested in exploring mental well-being, giving them, you know, different practices or different activities to do. So I think choice actually plays a big part. And I also think accessibility You know, having there be um, asynchronous and live options also gives people an opportunity to connect in a way that feels um, inspiring to them. So asynchronous opportunities means that, you know, people like they, they can do it as on demand and as their schedule allows. And then with synchronous um, or more live learning options, that allows people to sort of dig in and be with humans and be real time. And there's, you know, and there's a group of people who really wants that. So I think giving a variety of options is uh, really important. What are some
1: of the course titles available on the Open Sesame platform from Healthy Minds Innovation?
0: You know, I actually, I'm embarrassed to say I do not know the actual names of the courses, but we have a whole Suite of course offerings on Open Sesame Plus that are really rooted in awareness, connection, insight, and purpose. So I recommend that you go and check it out, and um, lots there that you can learn about in terms of mental well-being.
1: Stephanie Wagner, trainer and program specialist with Healthy Minds Innovations. Follow them online at hminnovations.org, and as Stephanie just said, courses available on the Open Sesame Plus. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining me on the Learning Unlocked podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Learning Unlocked, presented by Open Sesame. Download this and every episode on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learning Unlocked is produced by Griggs Productions.